0: Hello, welcome to episode three of Just Chops In Podcast. <laughs> David's shitting a brick because we've got a guest on. If he comes on now, I'm a bit late sending the link, but we'll see. I keep it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep <him>
1: too <laughs> quiet because he might not turn up yet. <laughs> um, apparently, so you know when you said about um, pet hates? And um, I said I didn't have any. Yes. So my daughter listened to the podcast and basically sent me a text of about five or six of them straight away. So I would say I'm probably quite intolerable of most people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) And then I went out shopping last night um, and all the pet hates that Shannon... Listed, I did apparently in the middle of Asda's, So I was doing Sarah's heading last night. Okay. <laughs> Which is good. So hopefully she won't take me shopping again. <laughs> oh, well. That's always a bonus.
0: That's right. Definitely. It's shopping, isn't it? Flipping it. Yeah. I got another funny news story. Yeah. Headline. And again, it's an unborn baby and a name. Okay. And this time, <laughs> I'm not going to get it. <laughs> This woman says, every time my neighbour calls her cat's name, I have a serious anxiety attack, or whatever she said about it, because her unborn child is going to be called the same as the cat. Oh, no. (laughs) So the cat's name is Isla. Okay. So the baby's name is also going to be Isla. And I was thinking, well, I just hope their surname's not white, otherwise it's going to be a real mess. I know <laughs> I <Big> know <old> white <laughs> <laughs> So uh, <laughs> She dreads it every time The, the, the neighbour calls the cat in But in fairness yeah. It's a rescue cat And it already had the name So uh, uh, Okay
1: Can't change it
0: There's always time to change your unborn baby's name You know
1: I think that's what she needs to do Doesn't
0: she <laughs> If we can give <laughs> her some advice That's right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with
1: all these name stories, but... Crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: So, what else has been happening?
1: Nothing much with re- me, really. I've been listening a lot to the um, our special guest. Okay. So, so I've been uh, checking out their music, so I guess we can tell them that they're a singer. So, um, Sing a song, uh, what yeah, and I'm well impressed, i got to be honest. I'm uh, I'm a fan. Is he ginger? So, uh, no.
0: Okay, it's not Ed Sheeran then?
1: No, thankfully. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would not be able to interview Ed Sheeran, I'm afraid. Because oh, well. I, uh, I, I'm really not a fan. So if he ever comes on, you'll have to do Ed
0: on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at doing Ed. No,
1: I'm I'm saying you're not the right
0: thing to say. Not on a male anyway. I'm all right on a female.
1: Oh dear. (laughs) So yeah. I'm steaming up already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you've got your Perla t-shirt on today?
1: Yes, so I'm representing Pearl today. Okay, so we're a band from uh, from South Wales, from Neath. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, I will uh, I will tell everybody a bit more about them after our special guest and and uh, share the EPs and things like that.
0: Okay, maybe he's more nervous than us, and he's not going to come on. But
1: yeah, because well, I haven't brought the EPs up. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, not much else happening over here either, really. No. No. Well, the weather's beautiful out. outside. So
1: yeah, lovely, innit? It is nice. It's a nice in Wales. Yes, done it, and they've reduced the lockdown a bit, so we're we're able to travel um further than five miles, okay. as long as we don't have Wales. So we can, oh. uh, you know, go. Wherever we want, pretty much in Wales, and we can have—I uh, think it was six people in the garden. Okay. So the distance, but only from two households. So it's oh, okay, yeah. getting there.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. getting there. Getting there, isn't it? Which is good. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it was getting it over here, but. Yeah. I don't
1: know what's
0: going on. No. No. They haven't really announced anything different from last week, so we're still uh, yeah. pretty stuck.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's probably over here. It's because of the um, the vaccines going so well. Oh yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. Well, I've heard Boris has uh, he's gone out with his uh, shopping bag and he's uh, buying it from everywhere he possibly can then to uh, to make sure that uh, he can uh, he can finish it.
0: Finish well, I heard he's so just bought sixty million vaccines from Novax. Yeah, well, Novax is a bit of a misnomer, or not? No, do you reckon? A vaccination called Novax. <laughs> 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 and they just, there's nothing in it. <laughs> 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 that went over David's head for all the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you didn't think about that. Boris buying Novax for, how much did he pay? Hmm. That's a big question. It is, yeah. 60 million. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or billion. <laughs> 60 million for, for nothing. <laughs> a syringes full of water.
1: <laughs> so will yeah. get up his buddies again.
0: Probably. <laughs> no uh, backs.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw something about it earlier and I was like... Buying no, <laughs> vaccinations from a company called Novax. That's uh, <laughs> it's like over here we've got a supermarket called Empty. Uh, really? Yeah. What Is would you really call the supermarket, supermarket called Empty? Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello! Well, here we are. How's it going? Hello, James.
2: How's your things, man? <laughs> Good, and you? All right, man. Yeah, I just uh, you know, nice to put a face to the name, you know. Well, oh, yeah, you haven't seen my face before. Um, I haven't seen anybody's face other than my own and my girlfriend's for like what feels like forever. So uh, I've forgotten—I've forgotten all prior human contact.
0: I mean, we did meet on uh, everybody's favorite non-date insight, Twitter. So, uh...
2: well, yeah, <laughs> I got a little bit worried then when he started talking about dating sites I was like, "Oh shit, come on!" Dude.
0: Non-date insight, they said. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so how are you, James?
2: I'm all right, man. Yeah, nice to have a a bit of sunshine today for the first time in forever, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I had lots of plans that went out the window as soon as I went outside to, uh, you know, to work and then ended up just drinking a couple of beers in the cold, (laughs) cold beers in the sun. As you do. (laughs) Yeah. How about you guys? You good? You staying safe? You staying well in all this carnage?
0: Well, we're still, well... I'm in Holland, so uh we're still a bit locked down over here. Right. And uh, there's no light at the end of the tunnel at the moment, so yeah. It's a bit of a nightmare, you know. David was just saying that they've started to rele- releasing some restrictions in Wales, but uh, so that's yeah, promising.
2: Uh, yeah, everybody's rushing at Penny Van now. Yeah, yeah. Sure they can all they can. That's the problem. Like every time they kind of like uh, loosen the restrictions a bit, everybody goes absolutely hog wild, and then it spikes up again. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm not going as much as I want to go to the beach and go out and stuff. I'm just waiting for everyone else to get out of this system first, and then I'll go out when the when the chaos has died down a little bit, you know. But yeah, I yeah. mean, the, the weather is half term this week, so all the schools are off again, and um, yeah, I, I can't imagine you know, what it's like out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait till everybody's died and then we'll be safe to go out. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's isn't it? it. So, James, where, <laughs> tell
0: us where you're from and uh, a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, a South Wales boy, uh, born in Cardiff. Um, okay. I live now in the valleys. Um, I-, I, won't, I won't say which town, but... Um... No, you don't want to fan mob. <laughs> no, exactly. I've kept my location. I, I'm not not just fans, but you know some of the people that I've uh, offended through my uh <laughs> my, my various various social media posts and books. So um, so we'll keep that secret. But yeah, South Wales valleys. Um, uh, yeah, South Wales born and bred man. So um, that's me. I'd like um, I've moved all over. I was raised in a place called Little Mill, which most people have never heard of. I know it's like Pony. Yeah, of course. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's like proper village stuff. Like we didn't even have a shop or anything. It was just like one pub and nothing else for miles. Not, not no no corner shop nothing. Um, so I was kind of raised uh, there for a bit. Uh, I lived in Barry, which was like a city, you know, kind of right in the heart of the bustling town centre, um, and then moved to Little Mill. Um, yeah, then Caerphilly. Um, then moved back to Cardiff. All over the place. Yeah, like, and what, what they call a mountain goat. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, as I say, but you've never been out of Wales then to live. No. Not like... yeah, yes. yeah, not in my upbringing, you know. But uh, yeah, no. since then I have I have ventured outside of. Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: you've been allowed <laughs> over the bridge. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I just uh, we want to ask you a few questions. Is that's okay? Sure thing. Um, Fire away. David is. Uh, very intrigued by you. We've been listening to some of your stuff, uh, your new stuff, especially. Oh god. And uh yeah, it's pretty rocking, man. Your, your latest album. And, thanks, uh, man. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. I am waiting for your book. It's gonna be delivered tomorrow, so I can't really read up awesome. on anything yet. And you can oh, give us a few uh, few stories out of that later, I guess.
2: Probably probably gonna do we got the interview in there before you've read the book because you <laughs> know. I don't want you turning up at my doorstep. So, uh, that's why I was, that's why I was <laughs> my address.
0: Okay. So far away, Dave.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, welcome to the show then, James. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having us, man. I'm a bit nervous, man, I gotta be honest, because um, when obviously when Terry introduced you, um, I started looking into your background and your bio and on your website. And I said that Terry, he's, he's like a proper bona fide artist, mind this guy, you know, I don't know, he's not like, you know, he's so, um, not like yeah, checked out all your al- yeah, checked out all <laughs> your albums. Um, so, what sort of age were you when you started getting into singing, songwriting, and, and playing your instruments? Because I know you're a multi instrumentalist as well.
2: Um, I got my guitar for my ninth birthday and uh, I had no interest in playing an instrument uh, at that point, but my dad stole it from somewhere um, just because he couldn't, you know, he didn't know what the hell to get me for my birthday. You know, I I got a brother and sister as well. My parents were sort of like a low income family. So, um, you know, my my dad just had to find another present to get another birthday present for another kid, you know, and he managed to steal this guitar from somewhere like a little Spanish acoustic thing. So um, I got that for my ninth birthday and I was like, fuck is this i don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, don't I, want. I, I wanted like you know whatever the cool toy was at that time you know but uh yeah but then he showed me to play like a little blues riff on it which was all he could play and i picked it up straight away and uh i was just i was hooked instantly i was like obsessed so um yeah so uh, guitar was my main passion uh, which which i kind of you know discovered it when i was nine I'm, I've just taught myself how to play then. you know by the time I was like 15 I was I was playing in clubs around Newport in a band and everything and I could properly play i was I was better then than I am now um and yeah I mean ever, ever since then it's just been music 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 you know I, I got into music production then my first job was um, working in a recording studio when I was 20 um so I learned that I do production and play you know different instruments and stuff there and I released my first album when I was 22 so it's just been you know, it's, it's been that fast, really. Yeah. You
1: know. oh.
2: yeah, that's cool. Yeah, how old you How old are you I'm now, you now Oh, yeah, he's still a baby yet. me, anyway. <laughs> so I've, been, I've been messing about with my toys a long time now. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's cool, that's cool. So who are your um, main musical inspirations then, you know, maybe when you were growing up and perhaps now?
2: uh major ones i mean like the stuff i'm into changes all the time but I, my, my sort of top 10 is pretty like concrete it's uh, like the guys that really had a massive impact on me would be like frank Zappa, um roger waters from pink floyd um like and, and then like the, all the 90s bands you know because like when when the grunge thing was happening i was like a teenager and that, that was my my gang you know what i mean that's like all my friends were into the metal stuff and I was, I was kind of into that stuff because I was a guitar player, but from a songwriting perspective and things like that, grunge really sort of like spoke to me more than, you know, the, the hair rock stuff, which is all about, you know, whiskey and strippers and stuff, you know, like the grunge stuff seemed a bit more uh, authentic, you know? So, um, yeah, so like all the 90s bands, you know, like Soundgarden, Nirvana, um, Alice and Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, all that stuff. But like my main guys who were like, like I said, blew my mind would be like Frank Zappa, I think, would be if I could pick one guy that um, musically just changed everything for me would be when I when Frank Zappa finally made sense. Um, I was like, oh, shit, because like my, my back catalog is kind of, um, you can see that I've learned a lot from Frank in the sense that like I jumped from genre to genre, from album to album. So I'll do like my first solo album was like really experimental, electronic, instrumental stuff. And then the next album was like an acoustic folk album. And then the album before that was like progressive, alternative rock so i think what when i discovered zapper it kind of made it okay to just do whatever the fuck you want you know yeah yeah, however yeah. You want and on your own terms you know and I, so even though musically i'm not that inspired you can't hear his, his music in my music but i think just his approach and his attitude definitely uh inspired the way i, I sort of wrote music yeah that's big, oh the biggest thing i picked up yeah is
1: it's kind of like the, the number of different genres within your style um because I've, I've checked obviously checked out your first out or your new album and then i've gone backtracked to through your other sort of work of stuff and then also look at is it kashira oh, yeah yeah and it, yeah, the 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 way that your, your music style changes throughout all those albums yeah i really really spotted that yeah it's oh, really cool, cool. cool <laughs> yeah, it's good. yeah. I, i've been back to back on spotify today listening to your stuff so, oh that was uh... you thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. man
2: <laughs> I wonder where my seven plays came from. That's going to be like, I have about 10 years of that. Thanks, man. <laughs> no problem.
1: So one what, what element I'm very interested in, because I'm, I'm, I'm just like a, a musical fan. I mean, I've, I've just picked up the guitar and stuff. Um, but, you know, as far as music goes, I haven't got a clue, really, apart from what I like to listen to. So kind of like, obviously, a big part of what you do is the songwriting. So when you, when you start the songwriting, do you have a, a number of, like, tunes and riffs and then a number of lyrics that you try and put together or do you have a particular lyric that you want and then you try and adapt
2: the sound to the message that you want to give a kind of a bit of both of those things really like i mean because i've written seven albums now uh, and i've written loads of songs for other people and stuff as well um so i've tried everything i've kind of learned the hard way have everything i've done all the instruments that I can play and all the production and all the songwriting stuff, everything I, I, I do, I taught myself. So I've kind of learned everything the long way around. I've never really like had any lessons or anything. So I feel like my methodology now is quite well defined, but it's taken me a long time to figure it out. I've done it every other which way to get to this point. But my method now is basically what I do is all the best stuff that I've written has always been the stuff that just comes to me while I'm not, looking for it, you know, while I'm driving or whatever. That's when you get that awesome melody or that awesome lyric becomes. So now all I do is I just catalog all that stuff when it comes. So, like, I'll keep my, my voice notes on my phone and I'll sing it in or play it in on the guitar whatever and, um, and then forget about it. And then it all kind of simmers away in the back of my mind, you know, for inspired by whatever I'm listening to at that time or whatever I'm, you know, interested in at that time. It kind of brews away in the back of my mind and these ideas kind of come. And, um, and then it gets to the point where I've got a lot of stuff, a lot of riffs, a lot of lyrics, a lot of, you know, ideas, whatever it is. And there's probably like two albums worth of stuff there. So then all I do then is I just go through it all and I figure out, OK, like that would be a really cool chorus. So I just need to like put a burst on that. And it's just kind of a matter then of like organizing it all and, and finishing it off, you know. But but I'm starting from a place of good ideas. I, I, never, I never sit down. And and work at a song from scratch. I always I always sit down and work at a song from a from a place of having all these little bits of of ideas that came to me, just from the ether, you know, whilst I was doing something else. Because I, I I always feel like they're the best ones, you know, the ones that just come when you're not you're not you're not you're not, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not, not struggling you're not struggling. You yeah, know, yeah yeah yeah. so,
1: so well, where do you pull your inspiration
2: from then with the with the lyrics? Um, it always depends on like what what's bothering me at that time you know whether it's uh, like kashira was all political stuff um and i think it's like i did the first kashira album when i was like 22 and i hadn't really lived enough life then really to uh, uh, add a lot of personal trauma to talk about you know and uh, i was kind of like an angry young man so it was all about globalization and capitalism and all that sort of stuff you know and um by the time i got to the third album you know i was approaching my 30s and uh no I was in my 30s actually at that point I think I can't remember a long time ago but um, I started to um, I started to experience a lot more uh, personal issues then you know so that the third cashier album is all about existential issues you know like what does it all mean and you know and and mortality and love and loss and all that sort of stuff um so it's just whatever I'm feeling, really, like if I'm like th- this new album is all about, you know, Boris and Brexit and Trump and all this stuff that's happening. So um, and then the album before that, Home, was all about uh, my mental health issues with like depression and drinking and insomnia and all that. And, um, you know, figuring out what's really important in life and all these kind of existential issues and things. So I just honestly write about whatever is true to me at that time. Yeah. Um, I can't really, I, I would find it impossible to, if someone said like, write a song about this, that, or the other, unless it comes from a place of like, authenticity, I I, I just couldn't do it, I don't think. So I, I just write about whatever is true to me at that time, whether it's politics or mental health or, and the next album might all be love songs, you know? It's, like, <laughs> it, as long as it comes from a place of uh, truth, I write yeah. it. And like, Misfits is, is, a, is a case in point, you know I mean? I've never written a song like Misfits before, like musically or lyrically. But at the time that I wrote it, it was 100% legit as to how I was feeling. So, I, you know, as long as I can say that it was honest, then I, I put it out and I stand behind it.
0: OK, yeah. I was just going to ask cool. you about Misfits, actually. Do you still have the same girlfriend as you had then?
2: <laughs> that, luckily, yes. Oh, well. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so yeah. you, can, you can still relate. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, the new girlfriend would be very pissed off.
0: Yeah, she <laughs> would. Like, it's like having a tattoo in it, you know, a tattoo with the ex girlfriend's <laughs> name on it.
2: Oh, now you've got to write yeah, me a yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Go on, Dave.
1: Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so your new album then, Make Anger Great Again um what would you say so you've already said that the message on that then is is all about Boris and what's
2: what's happening currently then is it in the current climate yeah yeah I wrote it like before just before the lockdown so I actually funny enough I actually picked up the master disc on March the 20th last year the day that they announced the lockdown in the UK I was actually at the studio picking up the master disc and then it was like that that's it you know like from then on it was just stuck in the house you know so um i wrote it um yeah on, i recorded it on, the, on those two months just before lockdown and i wrote it all super quick the whole thing was written and recorded in like three months and um obviously yeah i had no idea the lockdown was coming on all the, the black lives matter protests and all the uh, the anti-lockdown protests and all the chaos that was kicking off i could never have foreseen that it was just um i was writing about the stuff before that you know brexit and you know trump and all that stuff yeah. um so it was like really ironic then that I was like, you know, why aren't more people pissed off and taken to the streets and doing something about this stuff? And then, like, fast forward just a few months, yeah. and the whole world is kicking <laughs> off. You know? Yeah, yeah, good timing. Very, uh, yeah, yeah, it is very, very good timing. Yeah, but it kind of it didn't work in my favor. Actually, you would have thought that I kind of captured a moment or something, you know, by accident and just happened to tap into the, the zeitgeist, but it didn't, it didn't work in my favor at all. Like first video, um, the first single, the power YouTube took it down within a day of it going up. Okay. Um, so I, I built up this uh, campaign, you know, so this was the first single I'm going to let people know the new sound and everything. And here's the kick-ass new song. And then within a day, they just took it down. They said that it was, um, what did they say? Shocking, it shocking content. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> So uh, I think they were like super sensitive because you know with the election coming up in America um, yeah. and all the protests and, and like protests in America are different to what they are in the UK. You know it's like yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah take shotguns out to the protest. You know yeah. so um, so my my lyrics they didn't really take it the right way and stuff. So the, so uh, YouTube took it down for a few days. I managed to get them to put it back uh, after a few days, but on only on condition that I wouldn't uh, promote it on the site, which kind of defeated the object yeah okay so what i did to promote it was uh, that basically killed you know the momentum of the whole campaign and facebook did the same they wouldn't let me promote it on facebook either um <clears throat> so what i did was every time donald trump tweeted which is like every five seconds right <laughs> yeah. i would i would reply to donald trump <laughs> with a link to the top saying make anger great again with like a big fist or a big middle finger okay. and um <laughs> and it went it went from zero views because YouTube wouldn't let anybody see it. It went from zero views, to like 14,000 plays, you know, like in a, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever it was. And a lot of it was like pissed off Trump fans who were like slagging me off. And I've got a whole collection <laughs> of like you know, and comments, but, you know, I, I had to sort of be resourceful and do what I could do to, to keep it moving, you know, but yeah, um, yeah for sure. Yeah. It didn't work in my favour. To be honest, the timing didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, not no. not like Robbie yeah. Williams then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a shame because you, you so know you it's... could you could have you could have swung under the maga maga branch from Donald Trump. You know, with his "Make America like... Great Again" and your "Make Anger Great Again," and uh, you it. should have put your maga was... hat on.
2: That was the whole point. And I thought that was like a really cool, kind of ironic twist on the MAGA thing. I was going to like hijack it. But if you, I realized if you hashtag MAGA, Twitter just, they just filter it out because all the tech companies are kind of like liberal, you know, so they weren't supporting Trump. So so it was going to be MAGA. And then I thought all the Trump fans would be like, hey, boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd realised that I was actually criticising that stuff. Yeah. But no, in the end, it's like right, take Magar off, avoid (laughs) any mention of it, because I just cannot promote this bloody album because of the title. So yeah, yeah, kind of stuck a little bit. Oh
0: yeah, that's that's a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, go on, Dave.
1: What's your favourite track off there then,
2: James? Hmm. It does change, but um, I think I like the power. I think that's a good, you know, there's there's no fat on that song. You know, it just kicks in straight down to business. It says it all, you know, loud and clear. There's no messing about. And uh, I think I can't wait to play that one live. You know, that's uh, I, yeah. I, I'm sort of I'm in the process of putting a band together right now to tour the album, uh, whenever that's going to be. And uh, the guys are sending me, um, you know, they're, they're recording the parts and everything. It's, sending it over and yeah I, I can't that you know i'm getting excited listening to it because it's like as soon as like as soon as you play that live you know just yeah like it, yeah, yeah.
0: you're looking for a that. drummer
2: uh, drummer's all we need now man i've got lots of interest but you know it's like um drummers are funny ones man because they, they all play in about 15 different bands yeah. and um you know so you get these guys like i i, I mean i've already got like people already that would be perfect for the job people i know uh people i've worked with already that would know, easily the best drummers you've ever met in the world you know but they just you know they, they're all in 15 bands that's the problem so they're like okay. oh yeah i'm totally up for it man I'm, I, I'm i'm away on tour with my other bands for 10 months of the year but other than that i'm totally up for it so um, yeah. so you know, it's fun finding that guy that gets the fact that you know you have to kind of be available as well so uh yeah Yeah. but as soon as you get a drummer man we're good to go you know and uh yeah yeah, the the band are awesome yeah
0: okay Ah, i just want to touch on a point something you just said uh earlier about you writing songs for other people yeah have you written for anybody
2: famous not really. No, I did a lot of work. Um, I don't know if you've heard the music uh, record producer, a Welsh producer called Greg Haver. Um, he's done a lot of stuff with the Manic Street Preachers, and okay, he did yeah. like he did like Mel C and people like that. He's, he lives in New Zealand now. He's like a number one selling producer down in New Zealand. But um, I did. Uh, uh, he, he worked in a studio called Modern World in um, in the Cotswolds for like okay, yeah. many years, and I was kind of like a house writer for him for a bit. So I would oh, work okay. with a lot of that were coming in from Europe and um I think yeah the only one that was kind of famous at the time was Katie Waisel she was off the X Factor okay and, um Never I wrote heard a, of a couple of songs <laughs> wrote a couple of songs with her <laughs> but I was like um yeah no it's mostly like uh like alternative bands from like Germany and um you know some pop singers that had some hits but then you know never went further and stuff like that so it was kind of a cool experience uh to be in a massive professional studio with a proper team of you know session musicians and producers and stuff like that but I was kind of like the fix it guy so if they needed like a lyric or you know a bridge wasn't working I would go and hang out and just get my five percent you know doing yeah, that yeah. but um I've written for, I've done a lot of stuff with my missus, Kat Southall, you know, she's got a new album coming out and I uh, did a lot of stuff on her last album. Um, I just my friends, bands and things like that, you know, but but probably nobody you've heard of.
0: Okay, cool. Dave.
2: Good. So obviously, we're, we're currently in lockdown. So
1: that's how how's that affected you as an artist?
2: Um, it hasn't affected me. I hate to say it, man, because I know a lot of people are really struggling and really feeling it, you know, especially in the music business and stuff, but um, I've been okay. I mean, uh, I haven't performed in a year, which is the longest ever for me, uh, in like, you know, 20 odd years. But um, apart from that, not a lot's changed because I'm quite reclusive anyway. I live in um, a detached house, so there's no neighbours. I've got the view is just fields basically a mountain so i've got no awareness of what's going on <laughs> in the world <laughs> <Anyway. outside my laughs> curtains, which is quite nice um and because i mean i want i'm realizing the perks of being 100 percent independent like myself is that um you know it doesn't really matter to me if the label is closed because the label is the room behind me you know what i mean so um you know, I, I, all, this, all the royalties I get from streaming and the PRS stuff and the radio play and things like that, there's no middlemen with me. I get 100% of that stuff. So whereas a lot of the bands are realizing now that like they're not making any money on um, you know on, on the stuff outside of touring and performing, it's different for me because I don't get the, the type of um, activity that someone like Radiohead would get. You know, I'm not getting like gazillions of streams every day, but yeah. then they're only getting like 5% of that revenue split between them at the end of it, whereas I, I get far less streams um, and far less radio play, but I get 100% of the revenue. So yeah. I've managed to stay afloat pretty well, to be honest. I mean, you know, it hasn't really affected my life. I've actually got lots more done. You know, I've, I've released a book in this time and I'm, um, I, I'm being commissioned now to write a second book, which is quite cool. Um, been promoting the album so yeah it's been okay man you know i mean i, I if, if i said that it was like really hard man and yeah be struggling i'd be offending everyone that's actually got real problems you know i, I <laughs> yeah. uh, it's been okay for me <laughs> that's, good. that's good to hear that's really good
1: news really good to hear. Yeah. okay do you, want, do you want to tell us a bit about your book
2: uh i can't tell you about the one that i'm currently writing because that's mm-hmm. super secret but um the the book noise damage came out uh october last year and uh, in in january this year it went to number one on amazon which was amazing uh in three different charts and it was the second best-selling rock biography behind Roger Daltrey for like a day or something. So that was kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> Brilliant. I had my day in the sun, and then it went back down to like number one hundred behind like you know Ozzy Osbourne and Bruce Dickinson and all those guys. But I managed to get a screen grab while it was you know number one, number two, which is cool. But it's basically um, it's just a it's a rock biography from the perspective of a band. That wasn't a successful band. So it's about my time in Kashira basically, struggling as an independent band, getting screwed over by everybody, traveling around in a van, sleeping in the van, showering in the car park with bottled water and all that sort of stuff. And um, it's the story of most bands, I think. Like 99% of the most actual bands in the world live that reality. They don't live the reality in all the other. rock memoirs that you get where it's all like drugs and rock and roll and groupies and cocaine that's like one percent of the lucky bastards you know that's everybody else that's the lottery winners Exactly, that's totally what it is. You know, yeah. they just, you know, they just knocked out and good to them. And, and they, you know, they make amazing stories. We've all read the books, you know, I love them as much as anybody else. But, you know, once you've read one, you've read them all. Yeah. And I just don't think the honest representation of what the music industry is really like for most working musicians. And I honestly don't think that many people in the public appreciate exactly what was on behind the scenes like how hard we get screwed how little we get paid how hard we have to work the crap we go through so I thought well I'll tell that story you know um, I, I, I use everybody's real name in there. Like everybody that's ever fucked us over, all the managers yeah. and label guys, I, I, I put their name in there and stuff, you know, and, um, I put digressions in there where I explain how the business works, you know, when you're on this side of the fence, not on that side of the fence. Yeah. And, um, I talk about my mental health decline and my, um, uh, alcohol dependency and how it, how the, the, the chase and the struggle and the dream. Kind of ended up taking over my personal life and you know affecting everything else like my relationships, my finances, and things. So I think it's quite it's kind of a roller coaster. You know, it's got the highs and the lows and um, the thrill of going out on tour with your mates in a van and playing some shows. And I put all the good stuff in there as well. And there's loads of road stories and you know a little a little bit of sex jokes and rock and roll as well. You know, but uh, I just think that it's um it's a it's a different rock and roll memoir. You know, it's not what you're going to get from uh, you know. Nicky sticks or whatever. It's, uh, it's something that I think more bands and most musicians could probably relate to.
0: Yeah, I can relate to it for sure, you know. I, I managed the band for a few years and I was the manager, the road manager. Uh, I mean, I had all the guys living with me, you know. I was putting them all up, feeding them everything I could do for them. I was doing it. I was the driver. I was everything, you know. And, yeah, yeah the struggle is real. You know, we we did 16 shows The Golden Earring that's the biggest Dutch band ever that there's ever been you know and they're paying us 500 quid a show while they're making you know tens of thousands yeah. and uh, yeah it is it is a real struggle and I, I I do know the struggles myself so I've been there and done that even though we signed to a label we didn't make any money I still get royalty uh, statements from them from them every year you know so it's like minus 30 grand uh,
2: so uh, <laughs> it is real <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully you said you got the book now. So so you'll probably be reading the book and you would be like, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Be there, done that. Got the no, T-shirt. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Any more, Dave? Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, um, ask a question. If you've got any advice for any would-be starting to sing a songwriter's, musicianists.
2: but I guess the, the best thing really is to buy your book. Well, from well, we'll a book, off, to be honest, if they read the book, I think let, the message they get from that is run a mile and go and get a job as an accountant or something. Yeah. But, um, I'm sorry, a little on the X Factor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've into that in the book, so hopefully they'll get the message loud and clear that that is like a one way road to doom and, and you know, <laughs> well, like, everybody I know that's ever been on those shows is just playing the, the same local social clubs as, as everybody else, you know what I mean? yeah, because, yeah. yeah. Waste of your time, but and like it, it, real advice I would give to people is like from my own experience because I've been like I've been in a band that spent a long time trying to get a deal and doing all the stuff in the rule book, you know, like playing in London, doing showcases, you know, um all the stuff that you're they say you're supposed to do, try and get attention from the the wizard that's going to make yeah. it all happen. Yeah. And I learned the hard way that that's a waste of time. It took me yeah. ten years to get the message. but I did eventually, and um, I think what's worked out best for me uh, is doing everything myself. So if I would give any advice to anyone, I would say that now is the, probably the, a better time than ever to be uh, starting out in the music business. Because back in the in the in the good old days, you know, if you could um, if you couldn't get a record deal, it was over. That was it you couldn't make your own record in your bedroom and put it on the internet for free. You know, that was it. You, you yeah, know, you yeah. couldn't do it. So At least now, you know, if you can't get a record deal, it doesn't really matter too much because, you know, you can make... Like, I made all of Make Anchor Great Again in this chair right in the room right behind me. I make the whole album right by there for free. It didn't cost me anything. Um, and you can do that. Now, anybody can make an album in their bedroom on GarageBand or whatever, on the tablet, put it on the internet, put it on Spotify. You can use social media to promote yourself. All the tools are freely available, um, which is a first. I just that just wasn't an option before. And I think we take that for granted because so little money is made with streaming and stuff. I think we forget that like there there wasn't even that option before, you know? So um, that would be my advice. Do everything, do as much as you can by yourself as long as you can. Learn how to use Photoshop, learn how to make a record, learn how to promote yourself on social media, learn how to make videos on Instagram or whatever. Take advantage of the tools, you know? Um, The downside to that, and there's always a downside, is... How do you make any money? How do you pay your rent when you're doing that? Because, yeah. you know, there is so little money in any of this anymore. And the other the other obstacle is, like, how do you get heard above the masses of absolutely everybody else in the world who's also on Spotify and on Facebook and on Instagram? But, you know, I don't know the answer to those things, really. But I do know that, the, you know, you're still able to make music and you're still able to put it out there without being dependent on anybody um, and how you get heard, you'll just have to be creative and figure that out, you know, but the tools yeah, are there yeah, for you. So yeah. use them as long as you can and, and avoid labels until, until you've got something going, until you've got a bit of momentum and, and you've got, um, you know, a bit of power behind you. Then if the labels come sniffing, you're, you're talking to them from a position of strength, you know, rather than weakness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh, going back to, I was looking at your bio and uh, going back to you say in 2002, that the, the music, you felt the music industry screwed you over? It collapsed at the time you said? Was that due to uh, Spotify and the likes of digital streaming yeah, and such?
2: Yeah, when I lived in uh, that village I mentioned earlier, Little Mill, I did yeah, have yeah. a shop. That's when I did my first album, the first Kashira album made in China um but I didn't have a band at the time so it was like Kennedy made in China and I um I sent it out to a pile of magazines and stuff like that and radio stations just to see what the response was and it just snowballed I was getting like radio one I was getting played on radio one I was getting like double page spreads in the magazines and I had Sony on the phone I had Warner Brothers on the phone and it was looking like wow you know literally overnight success sort of thing you know and I was this little kid that you know was going back and forth to London for meetings and boardrooms and stuff and it was super exciting and now uh, Warner on the phone every week looking for new material and stuff and it was like really exciting you know but then literally within the space of that year the industry just nosedived you know all those guys with like a year later didn't have jobs anymore you know their, their phone number was like you know no yeah, longer available <laughs> Bouncing back, labels were closing down left, right, and centre, and you know the, the winter had properly arrived. You know, yeah. but um, it's only with hindsight, looking back at everything that's transpired since, that I'm able to sort of see that. At the time, I was just really confused, like what the fuck, you know, like yeah. uh, one minute I was the golden boy and everyone was loving me, and then all a the second these guys don't exist anymore, you know, and there's no labels and no one cares. Um, so yeah, I was sort of like I arrived on the scene just at the start of that whole. Kind of 10-year period that cnn called it um music's lost decade and yeah, i arrived yeah. just at the start of that lost decade you know and my band you know kashira we struggled through that for 10 years putting out three albums doing our own tours and everything just wondering why the fuck can't we get a break i mean you know like a few years ago everybody you know thought this band was amazing and now all of a sudden you know we can't nobody will take our call we, we we were just confused we didn't realize what we were in the middle of you know we were just plowing on and getting pissed off and frustrated but um now with hindsight i can put it in the proper context
0: yeah yeah because well, I, I listened to uh do you know do you know sean smith from the blackout do
2: you know the uh, band the good. blackout
0: yeah, yeah 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 i listened to sean's uh, podcast and uh yeah he goes on about i mean they were quite a quite <laughs> successful band also only the blackout mm. and uh, but they didn't make any money either yeah. You know, all their money goes back into touring and, and yeah, it's just, it is such a difficult industry. And like I said, it is really, for the big boys, it is really like winning the lottery, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a oh, one yeah. in a... I, d- I would say it's a one in a million chance. It's probably more, more like a one in a five million chance, to be honest.
2: Well, I think the uh, the major label, um, the process they use is very much the same as it's always been. So they'll sign up about 50 bands in a month. And they'll plough, you know, ex- ton of money into each one and whichever one sticks for whatever yeah. reason. They're the work mule then that has to pay for all the losses of the other band. So that's right. You don't you know, you don't make any money with a, with a major label until you've done like three or four albums with them. Yeah, you've been yeah. torn consistently and that's how they make all the money back and all all the losses they've made on you and all the other bands. But that's a model that they still stick to, you know, like yeah. we all think that and, and anyone that signs a major record deal, like they hit the jackpot. Well, it's them and, and 49 other dudes that month have also signed to the same label, you know, yeah, yeah. and I think what they do is they just throw stuff at the wall and whichever one sticks for whatever reason, that's the one they go for. And then they go and sign another 50 acts to sound just like that, you know, who don't work out. So, you know, there's so many bands that do like have like the blackout experience. You know, they go on tour with big bands and they get all the money pumped into them to get them on the front cover of magazines and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, and then it fizzles out just the same as it does with anybody else, you know? So I really feel like those guys that do get the deal and, and do survive, the three or four album cycles, to they start making money. You know, the bands like Coldplay and Muse, and you know all the big bands that we know of. You know, they're the lucky of the lucky. You know, they're yeah, some yeah, like, that's right. They were they were lucky to get signed in the first place, and they're lucky enough to survive the process long enough to be able to become a bankable band that has a career. Because most people don't make it that far. You know, that's why I just feel like if I was to give advice to bands, I would say. <laughs> That's a lot of luck to put your faith and your energy into. I would yeah, rather yeah. put my energy into doing my own thing. Uh, at least I know that someone's doing the work then, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Coldplay were extremely lucky and they're still lucky now, I think, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Not my oh, sort yeah. of thing, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, and that's the thing with like major label bands. I mean, you know, every now and then you get like that golden. Moment where it just happens, you know, when you get a, you know, you get a Pink Floyd or you get a Metallica or something like that. Yeah. But a lot of the time, what you're getting is mass market, safe candy yeah, floss, yeah. whatever, yes. you know, whatever at that time, you
0: know. Yeah. But is Muse an inspiration of yours? Like, do I you do hear really- some Muse, like some Muse style stuff in your music?
2: Yeah, we we Kashira got compared to Muse quite a lot because we were like a three piece. And okay. um, there are similarities, but I was never really into Muse. Um, I like some of the early stuff, but I think I think the similarities for us is because we probably got the same influences. Like you, can, okay. you're a big Radiohead influence, yeah, a big Jeff Buckley influence in them, and I was a big you know Jeff Buckley and Radiohead fan as well. So yeah. I think like um, I mean they were a few years ahead of us. I think they were like late nineties. News came yeah. on the scene, it was like you know two thousand five. I think was our first gig. So. Um, yeah, not really. A, a lot of the a lot of the references that people make to the music, like a lot of people say that they can hear Mars Volta in Kaishiro or as okay, well. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I, again, you know, they're a cool band, but I was never into them. So yeah, I yeah. think it's um, similar influences, I guess. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, with Zappa and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know if uh, David's a Frank Zappa, to be honest. He's not quite as old as me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's older than you. <laughs> oh, much
0: older than you. <laughs> so, no uh, real cool stories from your book? Cool I don't stories know if you, from my book? Uh, I don't know if you listened to our last podcast, but uh, I told a story on there about me uh, winning a raffle and uh, what came before it and what came after it sort of thing. So uh, right. I don't know if, if you've uh, got any cool stories of
2: oh, being really on the awesome. road. My soul has been bared in noise damage. So all my kind of like, my low and unproud moments are in the book. And there there are many, man. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know. I mean, nearly dying in my pants on top of an apartment in uh, Toronto in in a fetal position at five in the morning, freezing cold and blind drunk was was probably not one of my prouder (laughs) moments, you know? Um, Like smashing up a transit van (laughs) because I was like so frustrated. Um, losing my mind on tour in France and um, we didn't have a hotel room to trash up because I was sleeping in the driver's seat of the van so I trashed I trashed that <laughs> instead.
0: Threw a TV out the window? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no was TV, but everything else went out the window. Whatever I could find went out the window and the boys just sat in the back of the van like, oh, fuck it, what's was doing now?
0: Um, so, so you didn't yeah, have a I two-inch was- TV in the van then?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, just 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 like nothing, nothing glamorous, like driving limos into pools, just the gradual un, unraveling of, yeah, of yeah. people, you know, like yeah. um, doors off hotel room, door, uh, picking the doors off hotel rooms, you know, they, but they weren't hotels. They were like really awful shit hostels, yeah, you know, yeah. with like 12 people sleeping in them and everything. Um, so we ended up just like booting the door off it and stuff. Um, you know, just stupid shit, you know, just, just what happens to three guys when you're, like, doing everything on a shoestring, drinking yeah. way too much, yeah. all your own driving, sleeping on floors, losing your mind, getting screwed over and getting pissed off. I mean, your screws are going to come out at some point. Yeah, yeah, and, of course, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Might used to come out regularly. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of that with us, you know, just, like, um, you know, drinking too much and, Yeah. Getting involved with shady characters and uh, you know, yeah. So I mean, you'll have to read the book to get the full uh, the full download on all the the to Well,
0: I'll receive it tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to it.
2: Oh great! I hope you enjoy it, man. Thanks for grabbing it as well.
0: Yeah, that's no worries. Puts twelve quid in your pocket, I suppose.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. Well, yeah, well, the publisher get half of that. So oh, right, okay. <laughs> well, you need to build another
0: room and publish it yourself next time.
2: I know, yeah, man. Well, to be hey. honest, like you know, I've probably probably made more money off uh, of books already than I have off, uh, off music. So. Get your
0: missus on the printing press. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she's got a new album coming out, so I'm hoping that she's gonna. I'm gonna be a kept man, you know. She can go and be the rock star, and I can, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, I what was the name again?
2: Jan. You have to give me your socials. It's Cat Southall. It's Cap with a C. So, like, yeah, okay. you know, like Jan. Cat Southall. She used to sing in a band called Hey Hello, which was um, Ginger Wildheart's um, side project. Okay. I've seen it in life. The live. Um, uh, the, um,
1: they were up to Steelex. Um, that was her. Years
2: yeah. Ago. yeah. Yeah. Some her. So she, um, she's got a new album coming out. She's working on it at the moment and it's awesome. It sounds really cool. So that's probably going to come out either later this year or next year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nice.
2: nice. Cool. Oh, check that out. Yeah, yeah we we'll
0: about
1: her after tech.
0: She's very fit. Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah. Wait till he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the soap girls. so she just gets a kit off on stage?
2: No, De- no, 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 no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, no, no, no. Denim and leather, man. Denim and yeah. leather. Oh, a bit of Susie <laughs> yeah, Quattro going cool. on, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. School- Why she puts up with me, I got no idea. I got no <laughs> idea, but... I- I'm, think, I'm, supporting, uh, uh, I'm supporting her okay. in her rock stardom, and hopefully she can uh you know she can go and hold that flag for the two of us and i can i can sit in the garden okay drinking tea you know i'm really yeah, boring I'm, I, I gave up drinking three years ago um so i've had a drop of alcohol since may you know um 2018 it must have been yeah, yeah. Uh, may the 24th and uh, you know i don't smoke i don't take drugs or anything like that i'm yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. All the things I've done in noise damage I no longer do So I'm really old and middle aged now And I'm happy because kind of like, you know Sitting in the garden in my pyjamas with, with a nice easy life, you know Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm the same man. I always, uh, I prefer. I always
2: prefer a cup of tea now Me too, man you know? Me too I, like, I never thought I would get to the point in my life Where I would appreciate the sheer joy of, of, of a good pair of slippers and a cup of tea But I'm there, you know Yeah,
0: but are you a technique guy Or are you a PG tips guy? That's the question
2: I'm actually a herbal guy.
0: Oh, herbal tea, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> not, I, I don't I'm like herbal even, tea or flavoured tea.
2: I'm but, not even uh, hardcore enough to drink actual tea. <laughs> <I> drink <laughs> tea. <laughs> Probably gone to the dark side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah man, jogging, I'm, I go jogging, you know, I'm, I'm fully signed up now, man. But I'm a man of total extremes, so if I'm doing something, I do it hardcore all the way. So when I was drinking, I was drinking every night to drunken point you know yeah yeah. um like 10 years um so and then literally overnight i just stopped and it was the same with smoking and drugs and everything i just overnight i just stop and then i go hardcore the other way so it's been a few years now that i've been doing the broccoli and the jogging and the herbal teas so i think there's kind of a a stark reversal that's going to be coming soon so if you speak to me in like three years time i'll be like a heroin addict (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> be living so, under the so bridge.
1: What, yeah, yeah, so what sort of shenanigans are you going to get up to on your new tour then? If you're not going oh, to be man.
2: wrecking your tour bus and uh, kicking doors off, it's going to be crazy, man. If I, if I, you know, <laughs> at the current state, we're all going to be sitting around sipping herbal tea and having an early night, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Leave your slippers at the door of the tour bus.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm hoping that the other boys are gonna be way more rock and roll than me, and they can cause the, the chaos and the havoc, and uh, you know, I can just, you know, tag along.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, you'll be you'll be in bed at nine o'clock, and they'll still be partying.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what did I miss, <laughs> boys?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so, you want anything else to promote, James? Um. At the moment, no, it's just uh, the new album, Make Anchor Great Again, uh, is, is my latest album. It's only been out a few months. It's available on um, Spotify and all the usual places, you know, um, you can buy the CD as well. It comes in a, in a sexy kind of like cardboard gatefold uh, CD pack, which is cool. Uh, you can get that in HMV, it's in the stores and anywhere online. online. Um, the book, Noise Damage, is also available on Amazon and Waterstones and anywhere that you get books. Um, And that's it, really. Um, So just check me out online. I'm on all my socials. is James Kennedy UK on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, You you can get links to all my sort of other material and stuff on there and come and say hello, really. Have you got an audio book? Yes. Did you read it yourself? Yes. Cool, man. See? I think audio books, they should
0: be read by the people that write them, you know?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like... um, it was an option to have somebody else read it. But then I listened to the um, the demos and I was like, yeah, you know, it's like, because it's, because it's my story, it's about my life and the things that I got up to, I was there. So I kind of know how it was yeah. meant to, how it was at the time, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of read it, you know, as I talk, you know, and I, uh, with all the, the you know, the, the sort of passion and anger and aggression that, that happened in that moment. So hopefully, yeah, it just gives added, adds an extra level of realism to the, um, you know, to the story, you know? Yeah, so it was yeah. quite fun. It was oh, I mean really good. hard. Yeah, really, really hard. Surprisingly hard, like because I've realized how bad I am at reading. You know, I'd have to do everything oh. like I'd, I'd do a paragraph. I'd have to go back and like do it again like five times for an, for a whole book. You know. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you, did you record words? it at home? Is that again? Sorry, Dave.
0: Go on, oh, Dave.
1: I said you should have used smaller words.
0: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, as you'll see when you read the book, if you if you do look at the book, there's not many long words in there. It's mostly words that begin with F and C. <laughs> ah, okay,
0: <laughs> is that for Christmas? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to read it after all.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll definitely have to download the uh, the audio book then because uh, yeah, you know, I can listen to it. I, I mean, I like uh, listen to audiobooks also. I will read it also, but uh, yeah, man. I, I'm excited to hear the audio book in your own words, you know? Literally in your own words.
2: Yeah, I hope hope you enjoy what you think, man, when you've had a chance to read it. I will, yeah, uh...
0: yeah.
2: Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for all the support as well.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Like I said, I I picked you up a few years ago when I heard Misfits, and uh, that was like uh, everybody's seems to be... uh... And you've got some sort of a Facebook Facebook group of Misfits, or...? Uh,
2: Yeah, well, Misfits kind of became the name of, like, the fan club. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, they are a, a dysfunctional bunch of misfits from you know various corners of the earth that kind yeah. of uh, you know set up like uh, Facebook groups and things like that. And yeah, you know they're cool. So they they are the misfits. So if you see that online, then that's that's not me. That's other people's um, sort of pages to do what you know talk amongst themselves and things like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's nice. We're trying to build a group now with our uh, Facebook page. So. But yeah, my girlfriend said you need to come over and sing that song at our wedding. So uh,
2: I said, sure well, thing, we, man.
0: we can't afford to pay you, but.
2: <laughs> oh, that's all right. I, 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 any chance to get Holland, you are, isn't it? Yeah, I'm in Holland. I'm not, yeah. Never, yeah. Yeah. A, any excuse to come to Holland, I'll be there. So yeah, just let me know when I'll be
0: there. All right, cool, man. I'll, I'll hold you to that, mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm recording now. <laughs> there, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll be hearing from my lawyer,
2: mind. <laughs> 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 alright then James we're going to let you go thank you man well thanks for having us on and um, you know thanks for all the support and it's been great to chat to you guys and speak to you in person at last yes and you and
0: uh, yeah we can't thank you enough really for coming on and being our first guest oh yeah so uh, honour no, yes, no thanks honor. a lot James thanks Such a lot and I'll,
1: I'll be I'll be definitely going on your website later on and uh, buying all your albums man I love it it's oh. great <laughs> it's, uh, the, the new album is sent that uh, struggles on your new album. What a what a track! Amazing oh, thanks. track.
2: Thanks, man. Really I appreciate it. That. Yeah. That's a lot of people's favorite track. That one. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you never know when you when you know when you make a thing. You never know which one's going to hit the most with people. You know, and uh, struggles is one of the ones that comes up time and time again. So I'm glad you like it, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Because yeah. I, I wrote them all down and I thought I put a tick against every one.
1: That I like, I ended up ticking every bloody one, so uh, <laughs> I've not been able to speak about any individual ones, unfortunately, because a uh, cracking, absolutely cracking album. Oh, really, really good.
2: Good. Thank you, man. I'll let you know when we're, um, you know, when the bands are from running and we got some dates and stuff as well. I'll let you guys know because I mean, I don't know what the Brexit situation is going to be like for touring abroad, but we'll definitely be doing some UK dates. So I'll let I'll let Dave know, and uh, you know, if, if you're free, dude, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, get you a guest on the guest list and everything. You can come and check us out. Awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely will. Definitely will. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. I'll um, I'll cat your regards as well. <laughs> your compliments. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I got, What's her socials? Some really nice, I got some
1: nice
2: oh. photos of it from Steel <laughs> Oh, cool, man. Yeah, send them over. She, she would love to see them. She's um, she's yeah. at um, Kat Southall. It's just plain and simple. So it's C A T S O U T H A L. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But I think Instagram is your main thing. Okay, okay. Cool. Maybe we can get her on for an interview one day. Yeah, yeah. You you might regret it, but yeah, she'd
0: be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it won't be that bad. It won't be that bad. <laughs> but
2: if, if you want to, yeah, let me know. I'll
0: have a chat to her. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll do some background into a uh, band or whatever. I don't know what she's doing at the moment, but I'll have I'll have to look into it myself. Yeah. And like I said, Dave's already seen us, so. And then uh,
1: Yeah, really good, really good
0: life. Very good What sort of music is it? Just rock music or? Uh,
2: yeah well, the new yeah. Project, music. Hey Hello, you saw it Dave, wasn't it? In Steelhouse yeah so, um, yeah, so that was like kind of Like pop punk You know, hard rock stuff, isn't it? Um, but that's um, that, That's not her band That's like Ginger Wildheart's band So she just oh, sings in that okay. But the stuff she's, She was in a punk band before that But uh, her last solo album Is like kind of like um, You know punk rock uh, alternative sort of stuff but this new album that she's working on now is electro pop. it's like a total diversion away from rock altogether um and it sounds amazing she's used a uh, an awesome producer called zach lloyd uh, who's a welsh boy as well and um it, it sounds amazing so yeah we're both really excited about it so that's 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 very much kind of in the works at the moment so that's the new project so she'd be more than happy to come and talk to you about that Okay, cool. So, so sort of a Welsh Kylie uh, moment, is it? It's kind of like it's hard to describe, really. And I, maybe I shouldn't sort of give too much away in case she wants to keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's different. It's very different. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What well, do you know when it's going to be coming out? Or? We don't yet yeah, because obviously um, it, it could come out this year. It will be ready, you know, sort of yeah. soon. But it's like, do you release it in a pandemic? You know, yeah, what do yeah, you yeah, wait? yeah, yeah. yeah so it might be a case because it's like uh it's like a good summer album it might be a case of waiting and sitting on it for a bit like yeah. i couldn't sit on my album i was like i want to get it out and um you know in hindsight maybe if i'd waited a bit <laughs> it would <have> been <laughs> I, I could have done some it. show you know i wouldn't have had any uh, i wouldn't have had any issues with youtube and trump and all that sort of stuff you know if i just yeah. waited a bit so, uh, so i think maybe she might hang back on it i think
0: okay that's cool okay yeah very good be yeah. interesting to see uh and here, probably.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really like it, man. It's, I think it sounds really cool. But I'm, um, I'll have a chat to her now and say, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. We'll have a chat to uh, these pair of heathens. And, uh,
0: <laughs> so she- yeah, cool, man. We'll be in touch. Yeah, just drop. You can just drop me a mail, you know, and uh, oh, you. she wants to have a chat or whatever. But uh, any, uh, any coming news about your band being on the road then? Not, Not during the, the pandemic, moment, obviously. But uh, have you got, got any much- rehearsals in?
2: Not yet. Well, just remotely, you know, like people are yeah. recording bits and sending it back and forth, like learning the parts and stuff, you know. Um, and that's as far as it's gone at the moment. It's so difficult because, you know... Well, everything's everything closed, so... was closed, we can't rehearse, and, you know, there's no point... We don't want to go too hard on it when we haven't got any dates booked yet. yeah. And yeah. booking it, like, you know, they don't want to book anything up, which they're going to have to cancel. So it's all kind of up in the air. So that's why I thought, well it's ticking over i'm super excited about it but it's not going to happen you know next week or next month so uh, i'm going to focus on the next book because my my book agent is nagging me to, to sort that out so um, i'm going to focus on that for a bit and then hopefully we'll have a bit more clarity then on uh, how things are looking with you know the life situation you know but that's yeah. as soon as i get the green light on that i'm going to be going for a hell of a leather man is that going to be just the james kennedy band or is it going to be called something else uh, it'll be James Kennedy and,
0: and a band. So, basically, James Kennedy, then? Yeah.
1: <laughs> OK. <laughs> it's all about me, man. That's all
0: right.
2: <laughs> you put all the work in me. Why not? I'm an author now, so fuck those other guys, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Living the high
2: life. That's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so You'll you you have to have your adapter. own tour bus.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'll be smashing up my own person. They'll be sleeping in seven quarters. Yeah. That's it.
0: Okay. All right, cool, man. Like I said, nice to meet you and uh, appreciate it for you coming on. Anytime, um, anytime.
2: I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm free and available all the time. So anytime you know you've got a hole to fill, just let me know and I'll come on.
0: Well, David's gone away on the weekend, so maybe
2: you can come back on again.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Standing. <laughs> No, but best um, of luck with it. You know, it's like, you know, I'm honored to be your first guest. So uh, you, know, I hope it, you know, I hope it continues to grow and grow and you know.
0: Yeah, as long as we're consistent, I suppose, and uh, that's that's gonna be the main thing, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's certainly funny. You know, like the laid back style is you know, that's uh that's part of the appeal of a podcast, isn't it? Where it's not too rigid, you know, you just chat in and you know what it goes wherever it goes, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where we try not to take it, but Right. No. <laughs>
0: well, I take like like it, the it there, but David tries to rein it in a bit.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was cool because, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I will, I will ramble and and you know. So it's good to have some kind of like you know boundaries in place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Right, let you get Brilliant.
2: your dinner. Yeah, thank you guys. Yes, it should should be uh, kicking the door down now in a sec. So good to meet you guys. Awesome. Thanks for having us on. Not another red yeah, thank door. Thanks so much, James. Thanks, right, thanks, fun. man you guys cheers, cheers. bye
0: Ta-ra. Ta-ra. yes oh cool is that mr dave so did yeah. you enjoy it
1: well cool i can uh, i can breathe now <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you enjoy yeah, your
1: first good. interview yeah it was good really really good and um you know because like i said i I've, I've always been on the other side of it and I probably always will be because I haven't got any talent. So I'm going to, I'm kind of like where I am, where I am, but it's just good to get a perspective of, you know, what what these guys have got to go through, um, yeah. you know, to get, to get a record out there. And, you know, with, like with James, obviously writing books as well, that's an extra string to his boat, really, isn't it? Yeah, because, that's um, really, what, yeah, what a, really smart. What a talented guy. What a talented guy, really, really down to earth. And, you know, his, his music is, is fucking blown me away he's absolutely yeah. awesome yeah really
0: really good really good <laughs> well, don't big so, him yeah. up too much you might watch back and uh see what you're saying about him no oh, that's right don't <laughs> come back on then <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah yeah really really cool
1: well well happy for that well all happy. right cool yeah i like yeah.
0: your interview skills i think they were pretty good cool So i know you're well. really interested so uh, i thought i'd let you take the lead like like I said, I've already done quite a lot within the music industry, and I've got quite a lot of relatable uh, stories with James. You know about how, yeah. about about the struggle and how hard it can be. So I'll bring them up in the future, on our future okay. uh, episodes, I guess.
2: You know, there's there's a
0: lot of things uh, still to know about me yet, but you know, good. We'll get good. There. Good. That's what we <laughs> want to hear. <laughs> So do you want to wrap it up? You got nothing else to yeah. say? Um, no, not really. I'll.
1: Um, I think at the start of our oh, next. Oh, you need podcast, to do your Perla shout out. I'll. I'll, um, yeah, I'll. I'll do a bit more on Perla at the start of the next one. Okay. Because I got plenty of their t-shirts. So um, yeah, if you check them out on on Facebook, they're, they're okay. all over Facebook. And um, yeah, they're a real, real good band. So a couple of local lads, um, Wendell. Who is AKA Steve, who's their lead singer, has already joined our our group. Um, yeah. So hopefully, you know, I've I haven't spoken to Steve yet, but hopefully we can get him on at some stage. Um, and um, you can talk about his music. And I know, you know, like with Steve, he's been in a lot of other bands as well. Okay. Um, as as are the other the other um, band members. So you yeah, know, try and get a bit more information out of them then. But okay. um, I'll post some of their tracks on. On our um, on our podcast as well, but they're they're quite a they're probably about the heaviest that I listen to. They're quite a heavy heavy okay. band really um, okay. compared to what I normally listen to. But they're they're great and a real nice bunch of guys as well. Um, okay. And they're actually they've actually announced quite a few um, gigs as well coming up. So there's a few coming up local. So like we got a place up in the Patriot. Um, there's a couple that have been happening. I think they the gigging in, in the patty in um, in Swansea as well. So I've already getting the tickets for those. Okay. So I can go and watch them and catch up with them because I've really missed my live music. That's probably okay. the, the biggest thing I've missed in yeah. the lockdown,
0: probably more so than family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we must not forget to put uh, James's socials in the links for yes. this episode. And yeah. uh, like you said, it's James Kennedy UK on all uh, Facebook, Twitter, and instagram i believe so that's pretty easy to remember but, but we will put links up and we'll put a link up to his his newest album i guess yeah and uh, yeah if anybody hasn't checked out uh, his biggest love song it's called misfits by james kennedy and it's very re- relatable to most people in a relationship i believe so uh, nobody actually fits together perfectly i, I guess but in that song, it you, I think you can understand why, you know. Yeah. I think it's yeah, a great it's song. Cool. I do. I think it's it's genius. So.
1: Yeah, it's a class song. It is a class song. Yeah. Like I said too previously, the um, the one bit in there where it says "adorably frustrating," I can yeah. relate with that. My yeah. wife.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I find you that, adorably frustrating as well, Dave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, what a what an amazing track
0: that is. Very good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope so, people yeah. got enough
0: humour out of today's episode And uh, and then we'll uh, get uh, in touch with another guest I don't know how we're going to put these guests out yet Whether we're going to put them out weekly or every other week We'll just see how the podcast grows, I suppose mm. And uh, we'll take it from there Yeah,
1: see so how many people watch it first They might not want to come on <laughs>
0: Well, I don't think we did too bad a job with James, to be honest. No. I mean, I luckily, so. luckily, he likes to talk. So. Uh, yeah. But yeah, 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 they didn't have to say. And it's nice to uh, explore into his into his little world for a bit.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, the struggle is real. Yeah. All them, uh, all them buddy musicians out there that are listening to our podcast, the struggle is definitely real, as we know yeah. by our two years of learning to play guitar, Dave.
1: Definitely, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, respect
0: to them all. Respect to them all, man. Yeah. On that note, from me, it's an over and out. And on you. And me. You, Frozen. Good night from you. Good night from you. Oh, oh, and don't forget our own socials. Facebook.com. Facebook.com forward slash Just Chopsin. Instagram, Just Chopsin. Twitter, Just Chopsin everything's just chops in now you frozen yeah, on me again what's going on they with you just chops in. is it you freezing or I hope my audio is not freezing but because you've just frozen on me then so I'll say them all again Bye-bye. just in case that we' we froze up our so our own sources are Facebook Instagram Twitter just chops in and if you can uh, if you listen to the podcast please join the private group as they we're gonna try and start doing some uh, different content
1: definitely yes. yeah we've hit 30 30 members at the moment so uh
0: in the facebook group
1: something special if we can get the 100 members maybe
0: yeah yeah okay <laughs> that'd be cool okay yeah all right over do got out my, then do you got my junk about while <laughs> <Well>, i'm playing <laughs> not with your junk i mean with a guitar <laughs> <laughs> cool